Welcome to Player's Spellbook. This is a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons & Dragons, starting with the spells in the 5th edition Player's Handbook. I'm your host, Derek. This week, I'm joined by my co-host, Tim, as a shocking surprise <laughs> to all of you, and we're going to make you fall for Featherfall. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I love, love your good puns every week. I feel like, are, are they getting better? Or... <laughs> I... <laughs> or... <laughs> Or are yeah, we maybe. descending? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that just is slowly question. though. Just a nice walk. Yeah, like a... at a very reasonable rate. Like we're we're not going to no. crash and burn. It's <laughs> just going to slowly hope. deteriorate. Listeners may disagree. We're going to slowly fall apart over the course of however many hundreds of spells mm-hmm. we have to cover. Yeah, exactly. Featherfall is a first level transmutation. Casting time is one reaction, which you take when you or a creature within 60 feet of you falls. Range is 60 feet. The components are verbal and material, which is a small feather or a piece of down. Duration is one minute. You choose up to five falling creatures within range. A falling creature's rate of descent slows to 60 feet per round until the spell ends. If the creature lands before the spell ends, it takes no falling damage and can land on its feet. And the spell ends for that creature. It's available to artificers, bards, sorcerers, wizards, arcane trickster rogues, eldritch knight fighters, air genasi, and depending on what source materials and feats you're playing with, aberrant dragon mark, artificer initiate, initiative high sorcery, magic initiate, and strict save initiate. (laughs) And a whole bunch of other stuff depending on which books you decide to buy. (laughs) If you have all the books, you can yep. get this many different ways. Maybe before we go into evaluating the spell, we should give this a little bit of rules context and go over the falling rules real quick, just so that we can, our listeners can see how this is right. actually useful. So the rule given in the player's handbook is basically that at the end of a fall, you take 1d6 bludgeoning damage for every 10 feet that you fell, with a maximum of 20d6. Uh, you also land prone unless you avoid taking damage from the fall. Uh, And then there are some optional rules that Xanathar's Guide presents, which includes, like, slowing your rate of falling. Um, But helpfully, Xanathar's Guide uh, outlines that when you fall from a great height, you instantly descend 500 feet Mm -hmm. per round. So you fall 500 feet right away when you get knocked off the cliff. On your next turn, you fall another 500 feet until you hit the ground. exactly. So with that context, we can now kind of see where the usefulness of Featherfall is. Essentially, you're preventing that D6 per 10 feet of damage and allowing yourself to fall or not fall prone when you hit the ground. So depending on the height of the fall, it can really dictate how good this is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess if you only fall 10 feet, then... If you only fall 10 feet, then you're using a reaction to spare a D6. Maybe yeah, that's not Maybe much. a first level. It... But, I mean, like, if you're falling 500 yeah. feet, as Xanathar's Guide outlines, if you're a first level player character, you're not, you're not no. surviving that. This spell has uh, always struck me as being one of those, like, must-take spells. And it's not necessarily for everybody to take it, because it's not the best spell mechanically it doesn't deal the most damage but it's one of those things where you want somebody in the party to have this because it can mean instant death if they don't exactly so what we would often uh when i was a player start our campaigns by discussing okay who's taking feather fall (laughs) (laughs) because 
we want to have that. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, well, my sorcerer, you know, doesn't have room to take it. So you wizard, you're going to take it. And then we'll make sure that we always have it available to us so that we don't die when we get knocked off cliff. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's just one of those very situational spells, but somehow you always find yourself falling somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the defining useful situational spell Mm. it's a situation that comes up often enough that the spell is worth taking and the risk of not having it is so great it can mean like instant death yeah that is worth having it's worth taking Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't come up for like five sessions in a row in that sixth session when grog the barbarian gets hurled off the edge of a cliff you're going to be glad you took yeah exactly and any dm should probably be putting falls in their combats because well, it's fun for players to push monsters and NPCs off of things, but it's also a higher risk for your players to try to avoid being pushed off a cliff. Yeah, it's the kind of game that two people can play. <laughs> and your mm-hmm. player characters can use it, but their enemies can use it against them too. Yeah, for sure. One thing I don't like about the design of the spell is it seems like it's the perfect spell to be scalable. It seems like adding a creature for every level higher than first would be so easy so that it's kind of silly when it's like you cast this and you can cast it on five falling creatures but if you use a second level spell slot it doesn't matter you can't get that sixth person you still get five it just falling seems creatures <laughs> it's only five you could cast this at ninth level and you can't do any more creatures than five it just mm. seems like silly that it just seems like there's such an easy way to scale this spell that it just seems like a missed opportunity to me yeah especially if you're in a party of six or more player characters yeah exactly <laughs> then, then that becomes fairly complicated yeah. If you're in a your standard party of four, then I guess that'll it's unlikely to ever come up. But yeah, it's true. Yeah. Being able to cast this to affect more falling creatures would be really useful. And that'd be such a cool thing for a high level wizard to do too. Like the you know, like a oh, sinkhole yeah. opens up underneath the village and he'd like protect everybody in the tavern and causes them yeah. all to slowly fall down to the bottom of the sinkhole. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, missed opportunity. Well, a good a good thing to homebrew, I guess. Yeah, then you could have your, your add that option. Yeah, you could have someone cast a ninth level featherfall. Yeah, and rescue. How many people <laughs> would you get? Five plus eight. Rescue up to thirteen people. And get them to fall <laughs> yeah. gently. That seems fun. And interestingly, like how small is a small feather? Because <laughs> we we had this once where you guys were riding hippogriffs in a mountain range and a manticore attacked and uh, I think killed one of your hippogriffs and so somebody fell uh, and the sorcerer I think plucked a feather from his hippogriff and used it to cast featherfall. It occurs to me now yeah. I could have been as a DM like it's not a very small feather. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a hippogriff Depend- we're talking about. Presumably those are like the biggest feathers. Depends where you pluck it from, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and like does it depend on scale too like could a could a cloud giant use a hippogriff feather but not a normal person because like it's small to well, the giant yeah a cloud giant couldn't use a regular feather because that would be a tiny feather that yeah and that, of course that doesn't work either because that's <laughs> tiny not small yeah <laughs> yeah it's just it's it, that's it's it's total semantics i would just get rid of the word yeah. small it's just if you <laughs> yeah have a for feather. sure 
if I had a DM who's who ruled that way at my table, I'm not sure I'd come back next week. <laughs> it's, uh, it's too big of a feather. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think rule of cool and like <laughs> just having fun applies, especially because it's like a life or death ball too. It's like that feather's yeah. too big. I'm sorry, you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Oh man, oh, what wow. what a way to lose a character. Yeah. All right. Well, should suck. we head over to character corner? Do you have anything else you'd like to point out about Featherfall? No, we can move on. All right. Yeah, my uh, character this week is very flavor forward. Their name is Felicity, the Featherfall Rogue slash Wizard. Um, so Felicity grew up in an Aarakocra city where like, like everything a city built is on spires divided not by rocks. like water canals but like that air kind of canals thing. and like um like air flows yeah everything yeah floating rocks really tall buildings like air flows going in between the streets instead of like uh instead of like water roads or whatever uh, but, uh, unfortunately Felicity isn't, can't fly. So Felicity grew up climbing lots of buildings and using, learning Featherfall at a young age to kind of glide around everywhere. And that's how she was able to keep up with her friends. But now she's honed her skills and as she's out adventuring, she is, uh, a thief slash wizard so a little bit of a multi-class where she has a really good climb speed can run around rob different houses and then jump out windows and cast that feather fall to for a quick escape yeah yeah the ultimate sort of second story work thief where you break into these places really high up and feather fall your way down mm-hmm yeah be cool if they had like a, a cape or a cloak or something like that that they could use like like a flying squirrel to sort of like direct mm. their fall yeah that would be fun that would be a cool item for felicity some i think yeah like it doesn't let you fly yeah. but it lets you like choose the direction in which you fall <laughs> so yeah, you yeah, can yeah like get a little bit of horizontal movement in addition to just vertical falling Right. So like when you cast Feather Fall, you can kind of move diagonally a little bit. Like you still fall 60 feet, but you can move a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think you could you could even just have a cloak that like for every, I don't know what the equivalent exchange would be, but you could say like for every 20 feet you fall, you can move five feet horizontally in a direction. And so you can use, obviously if you use Feather Fall, it just lets you do it safely. But even in a normal mm-hmm. fall, you can at least give yourself some directionality. Yeah, that would be a sweet item for. Yeah, be a cool way to even like direct yourself towards like a pool of water, (laughs) so you can Mm -hmm. break a fall even without feather fall by just directing yourself to somewhere you can land safely. (laughs) Yeah, that would. That's that's a cool item. Yeah, we'll we'll bundle that into a future compendium. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, but that was basically Felicity, all flavor this week. Nice. So did she go arcane trickster to get herself some more spells or do you think she would no, do the uh the I was thinking multi class second story work 
I think she's going thief and then uh, maybe a couple levels of wizard. That way you get the climb speed and the feather fall ability. Yeah, and a couple extra spell slots to cast it. Yeah. Be a cool way as a rogue to also coordinate that like death from above sneak attack. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jump down on somebody and like feather fall right on top of them. Yeah. Yeah. Get your sneak yeah, attack. Yeah, that would that be way. cool. That'd be very cool. Yes. Rule of cool would definitely apply to. Yeah, for sure. That sneak attack. Sweet. Okay. I like this. Cool. That's a neat, that's a neat character. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, what do you have for us in uh, Creature Corner? All right. Well, a quick survey of the monster manual shows that there's five monsters that know Featherfall. That includes mm-hmm. the Githzerai, um, both the, the lower CR and higher CR versions. And that makes a lot of sense. I mean, they're meant to be psionic monks. And so the fact that they can use Featherfall to get a version of the monk's slow fall ability it fits mm-hmm. really well. And they can even extend it to others. The Cloud yeah. Giant. Um, which I think is kind of cool, can't uh, like fly innately, but it can cast fly and it can also cast Featherfall, just like adapted mm-hmm. to living at these extreme heights. And then Storm Giants also can cast Featherfall, this time at will, unlike Cloud Giants who can do it three oh, times wow. a day. Yeah, that's nice. That's kind of cool. So Storm Giants really have no fear of fall damage. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, interestingly, this is the second time this has come up, but we come back to the Quegloth Thonaut, the Underdark kind of Chewbacca-like race that has some psionic ability. We mentioned before with Cure Wounds that they have this really weird grab bag of spells, and one of those is also an at-will Featherfall. So the psionic oh. Quegoths don't have to worry about falling either. Oh, nice. Yeah, a very, very strange monster, that one. Yeah. Haven't had a chance to use them in a game yet, but maybe I'll have to. (laughs) All right, the homebrew monster based on Featherfall this week is a little playful air elemental creature I call the Zephyrian. Mm -hmm. So these are, I picture them as being tiny air elementals, just these little puffs of wind, Mm -hmm. and they're sort of capricious tricksters they like to like push people's hats off of their heads knocks over knock over stacks of scrolls blow out candles just kind of make a nuisance of themselves kind of representing the chaotic side of elemental air Um, yeah and they're they're fairly harmless they have an ability called puff that requires a dc 11 strength saving throw and if you fail the zephyrian can push you five feet and then it has an ability mm-hmm. called buoy, where it can move into a creature's space and cause that creature to slow its descent as per the Featherfall spell. Oh, nice. The use case I'm thinking for these tiny air elementals is either A, as a familiar for maybe a more elemental type wizard or sorcerer, um, particularly oh, nice. if you were a Pact of the Genie warlock and you took Pact of the Chain, I think Zephyrian would make an excellent familiar. Um, Mm -hmm. I like the idea that it gives you some interesting options uh, in a fight that's always useful because, you know, a lot of times if you pick, say, like a sprite as you're familiar, it's like, okay, well, this thing does one damage. Like (laughs) after a certain point, it's (laughs) not even worth rolling the attack roll because it's just it's just taking up too much time for one damage. But I like that this gives you the option of having your familiar push people around which can be very yeah. handy because you could even use it on allies to get them into position if need be. 
And then it also mm-hmm. has this buoy action where you could help save allies who are falling by giving them a, a feather fall effect by bonding them with the Zephyrian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think sure. it's a cool familiar. And then I think it would be neat to have a bunch of these hanging around cloud giant castles. Uh, the cloud mm-hmm. giants being giants are way too strong for the Zephyrians to ever hope to push around, but they might push around visitors to the cloud giants and shove them off of cloud giant walls if you want them to be a, a bit more of a nefarious presence. Oh, nice. I even like the idea that the Zephyrians might like follow somebody as they're falling and try to negotiate with them. Like they'll push them off a uh, like push them off a really high wall of this cloud giant castle use their buoy action to like slow their descent and be like, Hey, what can you give me? What can you give me? What do you got? (laughs) (laughs) And if the the person's like, no, I'm not giving you anything. Like, okay. And they just end the action and let them fall. Nice. So it's a, it's a tiny elemental creature. That's not super harmless, but they might be able to blackmail you via fall damage (laughs) into, (laughs) you know, swearing them eternal allegiance, giving them treasure, revealing a secret, something like that. (laughs) Yeah, they sound super annoying, but kind of fun. Yeah, they they can range everywhere from like annoying to cunning and conniving to like actually like bloodthirsty and they're just trying to push like people into lethal falls. But I think it's yeah. I think it would be fun to have like a wizard's familiar just be this playful thing where every so yeah. often the wizard or the pact of the genie warlock have to like tear up a book and just throw the pieces in the air for the Zephyrian <laughs> to blow around and let off some steam, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's a fairly minor, um, fairly minor creature. I wanted it obviously to be a low enough CR that it's, uh, or yeah, I wanted it obviously to be a low enough challenge that it's usable as a familiar. But it has some neat mm-hmm. little abilities that I think would make for uh, interesting use in the right situation or in the right campaign. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and if you want to check out the Zephyrian, you can head on over to the DMs Guild. It'll be posted alongside this podcast. You can also find a link in the description that will take you right to the title. And while you're there, check out some of our other DMs Guild offerings. We have a whole bunch of titles ranging from NPC compendiums, spells for dragons, homebrew diseases, and all sorts of other things. That's definitely worth checking out. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on twitter or x at player spellbook player spellbook was spelled with one s and join us next week for find familiar we hope you'll find us then in the meantime spell you later